You're listening to the Art of Floating podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Art of Floating Podcast, where float centers thrive. This is a weekly podcast that tells our stories of running a float center, and we also love to give tips on starting and running a float center while giving updates from around the world on the world of floating. You can find us on Facebook at The Art of Floating. You can find us on Twitter at Artful Floating. And join the conversation on the show by leaving a speak pipe at theartoffloating.com. Uh, there's a gold bar on the left side of your screen. If you click on that, you can leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the air and share your insights, your questions, concerns, whatever you like. Uh, we'll, we'll put it up there. Uh, my name is Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra Calm. And I am joined tonight with Amy Grimes of Float Nashville. Hi, Amy. Hey Dylan, how y'all doing tonight? I'm doing real well. How are you doing? I am. I am doing all right. I'm yeah. down here actually in Crystal River, Florida, and enjoying a little bit of sun and beach for my nice. spring break. Nice. <laughs> a little break from Nashville. It's good. Uh, okay. Nice. And you have somebody <laughs> managing the shop? Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, so in this in December, no, it was January. Uh, we took one of our employees, one of our part time employees, Jessica. Mm-hmm. And made her our full-time manager. So she has been holding down the fort and doing quite a good job nice. um, from what we can see. Going back and forth, she is keeping everybody in line and <laughs> kept keeping... <laughs> that, that's not hard to do at our place. And keeping everybody moving <laughs> forward. So she's she's definitely um, kicking some butt. And it's really nice for, for the first time to be able to leave. Not, yeah. not for the first time, but it is nice to know that somebody's handling things and we don't have to worry. We can actually get away and relax a little bit and do work in a different environment so that's great yeah there's nothing like being able to leave your business and feeling confident you know that's amazing it's a good feeling and it it uh also is a great opportunity for your staff to all right mom and dad are away (laughs) we're in charge we got to run this place i mean i guess some kids are going to throw a party (laughs) but hopefully Hopefully they, they want to take some ownership, you know, and, and make yeah. sure everything goes really well. I mean, that's that's been our experience is they really want to, I don't know if impress us is the right, I, I think they care about us and just don't want any, you know, a float tank to explode, basically. And, and they want us to come <laughs> back and know that everything was smooth. And if that anything came up, they can tell us about it later. They didn't need to interrupt our vacation or whatever. That's just a cool place to be. It is very cool. And I know that uh, I've met some of your staff and I think... Uh, even I, I think they do want to impress. I think they want you to know that they care. But the truth of the matter is, I think they really do care. And you have yeah. a very you have a lot of very loving people on your staff who really sure. care about your floaters and really care about what's happening in there. And uh, I'm lucky to have the same. So yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just they're there to make it better. I think. And and I don't know. We've come back sometimes. And Jessica, <laughs> last last time we left, um, Jessica and one of our other. Uh, peeps mandy we had spent time completely reorganizing and uh making the kitchen in our work area a better space so it's easier to work and they did this amazing job we came back and everything's in order uh, so they make things better when we're gone even we, we give them that freedom That's and they awesome. just yeah, and do good. great things um based on previous conversations of the size of your float center i'm curious where the sink <laughs> is but you don't yes. have to explain <laughs> yeah, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little room right behind uh, where we sit. Uh, oh, is that right? Okay. Space. It was either yeah, is we it have, gonna we have be... a little kitchen. 
right there in the lobby or next to a float tank. So yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Basically, yeah, basically. Um, I should let our listeners know that Lance is not going to be joining us tonight. Mm. He is very ill, and as as you all know, he is one of the hardest workers in the industry. So if he's not on tonight's show, you you know he's not he's not feeling well. So yeah. all of our love to him and and his recovery. Um, get well fast which, uh, my friend yeah I, of course he's going to be better but quicker the better so he can get That's back right. to work obviously 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 <laughs> so we have no sweater this week no no uh, land selfie man. which really breaks my heart i yeah. you know it, it's yeah. going to be a bit of a quicker show it's not going to be as exciting we don't have Lance's sweater. It, there's a certain energy that it brings to the show. It gets us excited beforehand. Oh, you know what? I didn't throw up a picture of him last week. I think that's enough energy. That smile yeah. he's got in that last photo is so one. good. So I'll, good I'll, I'll add that photo to last week's show notes and, and this week's just to, just to mind the gap, you know? Um, he's never really gone. That's right. Jeez. <laughs> the sweater lives on in all of us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I get more and more excited about what he's going to wear to the float conference because I you and me like both. It's, just, it's just building up. Um, before we get to some of our topics today, um, and, I, and I will say it will be a little bit of a, a shorter show. Uh, we have some bigger topics we want to cover in the next few weeks, but we just want to make sure that Lance is, is with us. But we'll cover some interesting things tonight and, and of course, share some of our, of our stories as well um, uh, of the past few weeks but um i want to thank our our sponsor float away they've been with us since the beginning and uh as you know the simple act of floating in warm salty water is the most relaxing experience on earth well that's been float away's byline for more than 15 years and it's true for each of the eight different models and in all 40 or so countries where happy customers float in float away float tanks float away is proud of the specially equipped round poles in tulsa oklahoma where research is really putting floating on the mainstream map you can check them out at floataway.com and find out how the company has pioneered new techniques, new shapes, and new ideas in floating. The founders, Colin and Jenny Stanwell-Smith, are world experts on every aspect of flotation technology. Floataway is a family business within the floating family. And again, you can find that at www.floataway.com. Thanks, Jenny and Colin, for sponsoring the show. And uh, they make some pretty fantastic float tanks. That they do. Um, let's see here. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and start with my week, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. you got some good, exciting stuff happening. Right. Let's uh, hear it. Yeah. You know, I mean, every week, I guess I just have to mention construction. Construction's happening. <laughs> so just the, the latest update is we, we have been floating. We've been um, floating uh, beta testers in our new float tank. Um, I think uh, I think we offered floats for them $50 instead of um, the regular $60 mm. um, or 70 do we charge 70 now oh boy i guess it's been a long day 20 dollars off how about that 20 dollars um, off <laughs> wow all right that well, construction is hardcore man and uh yeah that, yeah that's what i've been doing so i woke up mm-hmm. and so what we're doing is um the wall between the float room and the lobby is is what we're building now so um it used to just be uh double doors um what do you call them sliding doors uh yeah, like uh, like French doors or yeah. Uh, shoot, there's another pocket doors. Oh, pocket um, so, doors. So they, okay. they slide open, and and that's where our Zen room was. Well, that Zen room is now um, a float room, and so we essentially built a room within that room, uh, which creates the air pockets that you want for uh, decreasing uh, sound vibration getting into your float room. Um, so we also built a wall uh, where those pocket doors were, and and of course a little spot for a hallway that now runs along the right side of the Zen room, but uh, we haven't 
walled it off per se it's just studs in the wall so basically you've got this room inside of a room except really it's just out in the open to the lobby so people when I, when we have beta testers floating in that float tank um we're we're just like shh tiptoe keep your voice down <laughs> and it's been really kind of silly uh we've only had a, a few people coming in we haven't we didn't really open it to a ton of people. We didn't push to have a lot of people coming in. And we actually started limiting bookings because they um, they were coming in qu- maybe quicker than I anticipated. I don't know. But um, uh, we're, we're only doing a couple a day so that um, we can really manage a few things. One is laundry and also is, is volume and, and just staying on top of that. So today we're putting tons of fireproof and sound uh, blocking insulation um, between the new room wall and um, the, the pocket doors, which is technically two walls, but th- there's not plaster and stuff. So it's, it's mm-hmm. an open space. Um, yes. I, I'm curious, what are you doing about your door? I remember you mentioning last week that your door was going to be a few weeks late. How oh, did that you end door. up solving that? Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. So um, I'll answer that in just one okay. second. I just, uh, in the, with this new wall. Um, so uh, the, the studs are up and everything. We slammed tons of insulation in there. Um, and that's something I've learned is like just having a little bit of insulation is fine, but the more you pack in, just the, the more it's going to deaden sound. Um, and then, uh, we're putting the Isomax clips on, uh, I've got the, uh, the hat channels up with Isomax clips, uh, Isomax clips in, and I have two pieces of five eighths sheetrock up at the moment. Um, by the end of the night tonight, after we record, I'll go there and finish up the wall. Um, and then next Tuesday, uh, we'll do the second layer of sheetrock in the hallway and on that wall. And of course that's with green glue. Uh, sealant and green glue compound as well um so i am very confident at this point in time about the volume um uh from conversations going on from the lobby into the float room um particularly with you know of course there are slip-ups and there's laughter and there's volume increases and the fact that people Mm -hmm. haven't been reporting that much um bodes really well for this soundproofing so I'm excited about that. Also, we put carpet padding underneath our rug in the lobby. Um, so if anybody you know, is walking to that area of the room, um, it's just super absorbent, which is the best way to reduce sound is at the source, so um, at the point of impact. So that's Absolutely. that's um, going to be really cool. And then we're going to buy uh, another rug for the lobby. So basically, we're covering everything with rugs. If we're going to have a float tank on the on the bottom floor, we, we have to be sure to uh, uh, minimize sound output or input, whatever you want to call it, at, at every point of contact possible. Um, we'll also be running a, a runner um, down that hallway. Technically, we already have one. We'll be getting a new one, a little bit wider, and putting carpet padding underneath that, just like we do in the upstairs area um, of the, the float mm-hmm. shop. Um, and I'll, I'll put a link up to, um, I, we have a black carpet. It, it's from Home Depot. We were on a budget. <laughs> When we were first opening, boy, were we on a budget. And and uh, we have a black runner that goes along the length of our uh, uh, hallway upstairs, which is where three of our float tanks are, the float tanks we've always had. Uh, we're mm-hmm. just adding our fourth. And um, we maintain it. It's kind of amazing that you're, with a black carpet, you're actually able to make it look good. And, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, salt will get on it, but... Um, if you vacuum it nine times out of 10, it just comes up. But the other thing, uh, wow. just a little bit of water and, and a little rubbing at it will get it up every time. So um, I, I don't know what we were thinking when we did black because they had other colors. <laughs> Maybe it was just the cheapest for all I, I, I know. I mean, that's the place we were at at the time. But it, it, it yeah. kind of amazes me that it works. So anyway, we have I have a, 
a post from a few years ago about just maintaining carpet and and uh, the fact that you can actually have a black rug. Um, so check that I out. Think, I was going to say, I think we need a link to that because I, for one, um, am struggling with keeping, we have, a, we have a carpet down in our main lobby area um, that has been there since we since we moved in. It's the uh-huh. original carpet and we are having a heck of a time. Uh, at one point, we got the bright idea to do uh, carpet cleaning. Yeah, that was a mistake. It just basically took the salt everywhere. Oh, it, uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, it just moved the salt everywhere. It looked worse. So, yeah, that, that link would be tremendously helpful. <laughs> so maybe this brings <laughs> sure up something. This might bring up something that's not addressed in there, which is type of carpet. And so now I'm curious, is yours like a commercial kind that has a, a weave going? Yeah, yes. so I think it's that might flat. be more difficult i think that probably gets locked in easier whereas mm-hmm. this one it, it almost settles in between the fibers dries and they can be pulled up by the vacuum cleaner uh, now that said we do have a uh, a rug with the longer uh-huh. um, uh what, fibers. what do i want to say like uh yeah like a pile a uh, long pile <laughs> high pile rug uh okay. shag rug that's the word i'm looking oh, for okay. Okay. so <laughs> so we do have a we do have a a rug uh area rug that, like that um but we had the same problem so I, I definitely need oh, to trick. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that I'm a really horrible cleaner, which, you know. You <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be worse yeah, than might me. Be. If I'm... <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, the unfortunate thing is I don't think I have any tricks for you on it. I was just mm. surprised how how easily it was maintained with our carpet. So uh, I'm sorry to say. Nice. That's all right. I'll, I'll have to go back and read it. <laughs> what, what tricks did I know at that time? Um Let's see here. Uh, so you asked about the door. So we, we did have a, a hollow core door that we were using between um, our break and laundry room and the rest of the, the place. Like So back when it was a Zen room, that was the mm-hmm. door that separated the break room and the Zen room. Um, it, it is as chintzy as you can get. It, it was purchased on an extreme budget, uh, as, as referenced <laughs> moments ago. And um, that's what we're using at the moment. So we've... Um, created actually our, our contractor just threw up a really nice frame for the door i mean just built you know the, the trim for it the whatever the door sits inside of um i forget what that's called mm-hmm. but um he he hung it real nicely and it's working well uh the, the good news is um you know that's a quieter area um you know the sound has to travel back there and then inside so most of that sound would come from our employees and so people at the moment are sure not to have conversations there or if somebody's having a massage across the hall uh, they know to um, you know have a conversation in the lobby walk them into the room close the door and then have a conversation so you know we're doing all these things to kind of work around it um, I think the door is supposed to show up uh, April 1st so what probably the time you're listening to this episode is, is when it should show up or the, the day after um, and uh, we'll probably install that on a tuesday because it'll it'll make noise and uh, we'll have to tear out the old frame and all that stuff but the the mm. new door is going to be awesome and i'll when it comes in I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the the pieces uh uh that i asked for for that door which i really just learned from float facilitators that was where i got the information on the door to get all the things that you need for sound quality blocking um but uh on the cheap which of course is always always my thing <laughs> you can spend thousands or you can spend hundreds and and still get really good soundproofing um also with that being said it is uh indoors you know it, it's not like this is going to the outside from your float room yeah. and so 
you know, it only has to meet certain requirements, um, de- uh, de- completely depending on your situation. <laughs> on, the st- and on the state that you're in. <laughs> oh, funny. And the state that you're in, of course. Uh, we could probably we even put yeah, that we have rules about up. doors. What, what kind of rules do you have about doors? <laughs> so the rule is uh, for swimming pools in the state of Tennessee, uh, the door basically has to, you have to hold the door three inches from the door jam and let it go. And it has to actually click shut. So we had a bunch of uh, soundproofing around the door. Uh, They made us take everything off. So we do actually have a problem because our doors are not able to be soundproofed as well as they need to be. Yay, Tennessee. (laughs) I know, I laugh. I feel like just as much as you talk about construction, I'm always saying, yeah, but in our state. Right, right, yes, yes, exactly. uh, I'm excited to see what you did. I don't feel like it's designed to benefit you as a business or your no. customers no. it's it's just checking a box and that exactly. uh, i guess that's just one of the things you learn as you start a business is there's so much that's of that weird. is just the government takes some money here so it checks a box <laughs> off and it, it's not for anything other than this is our ritual this is what we do and that's, that's how, right. how we pay for uh, i don't know our schools or something um, <laughs> that's it's been you're pretty much right right on as far as that goes but that's okay. We got float tanks, so I can't complain. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. And and I, it sounds to me like you're in one of the hardest states of all to to do all this. So, bravo. Yeah, it's good times. That's all right. <laughs> good that's times. all right. We're all in it together. You like a good challenge. I do. Um, so, yep, yeah, that's what's going on yeah. with us. And, man, I'm so excited. I'm excited to take a Tuesday off. Like, uh, just, just go, go do something fun. I've got a little surprise for my contractor, uh, for, for us to do And You know, he'll show up to do some work and I, I've got some plans for us to do something else. And every once in a while he listens to this show. So I'm not going to announce what that is just yet, but uh, I'll definitely tell you about it. And ooh, hopefully uh, throw up some pictures of it too, or video. Um, ooh, even better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so another thing is, um, I mentioned the washer dryer situation. So funny thing, funny thing is uh, we hooked up. Okay, I I feel like I got to cover a few things. This is this is really weird. And I think this will be interesting to listeners. Um, I I certainly hope so. Um, But basically, it's like kind of figuring out our our washer dryer situation in the wake of having four float tanks, uh, three massage rooms, uh, an acupuncture. Uh, She doesn't use our sheets. She uses her own. That's right. Um, So so just a lot of laundry. And it's going all the time. We also keep a little hand towel for anybody, uh, for every float uh, uh, that's in there. There's a little mm-hmm. hand towel. And then we have foot towels for people who use our foot bath in the lobby. Um, so a lot of laundry. It's, it's literally going on all day long. And sometimes um, it's particularly like weekends. It's so extreme. We're going to the laundromat um, to get extra stuff done in time for the next transition you know just to make sure that we're dialed uh robes in particular really slow Mm, us down yeah um although what's funny is we recently just realized and we we had to get some emergency robes we just had um i don't know if a robe went bad uh like it just tore a hole or if we just had more than massages than we've ever had in a day or or spacewalks or you know whatever has where Mm -hmm. where people have robes a foot massage that kind of thing um uh we just went to fred meyers picked up a robe and it looks really nice, and it's super thin, so uh, it dries way faster than the robes that we normally have, which are very standard spa uh, uh-huh. or hotel robes. Like the thick terry. Yeah, exactly. Do you normally use the thick terry cloth. Exactly. Okay. 
and and this just dries like faster than our towels mm-hmm. literally um so it's like oh shoot yeah we could just switch to this and it'd be a lot easier so we've been going through this. Let me ask a quick question of you here. We've been going through this thing where we've been testing out some different robes. We say, same issue. We can't get sure. our robes dried in time. Now we do have a lot of robes. I'm I'm crazy. I'm a, I have some issues when it comes to over uh, compensating. I mean, we have our we have an emergency robe stash of like six brand new robes <laughs> that are up there nice. um, on the shelf. But um, because it does take so much energy and so much time, mm-hmm. we are trying out these waffle weave robes. Now, mm-hmm. we've tried out two kinds. The one, which is a light cotton robe, the one you can see through. And that made me a little nervous because the way that our float center set up, you know, as people wa- that can walk out of their float room, they, they don't walk through the lobby, but it, but you can see them from the lobby. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. uh, but then we found another waffle weave that's a little bit thicker. It's uh-huh. just a slight bit thicker and it seems to work out okay uh so these ones from fred myers are they the waffle weaves no no they're not no okay no and they seem to like we were talking about rugs earlier they Uh they seem to have like uh what what do you call that pile not not Uh quite like a (laughs) they're hairy rugs (laughs) yeah yeah basically um But, but they are nice. But yeah, actually, in the waffle robes, you, you, you find those in spas, too. Like that, mm-hmm. you're not throwing a curveball at somebody, and, and it kind of feels like, okay, I'm in a commercial space here, not somebody who ran to Fred Myers and bought a robe, you know, um, which, you know, you want somebody to feel homey and comfortable in your space, mm-hmm. but you also want a certain level of professionalism, I guess. So yeah. that, how, how has that worked out for you as far you as know, drying? The, from drying standpoint, it works out great. The other thing I noticed too is okay. So being a being big girl, um, so I went to a I went to a float center just a while back, um, and they gave you a robe. You changed uh, out of your clothes and put on a robe, and then walked to your float room. Uh-huh. So I put on my robe, and I tied it, and, I, and then you're supposed to go into the relaxation area and and sit down and wait. Mm-hmm. And I got my robe on. I walk out, and I realize if I sit down, my hoo ha is gonna fall. Right. Yeah. I mean, things are going to be showing that nobody <laughs> wants to see. So, um, so knowing that that's been my experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the one thing about the waffle weaves, I get to, I always get two XL of everything, and the waffle weave robes, even the two XL, is kind of small, um, oh. and I don't want anybody to ever feel uncomfortable. Yes. Um, yes. So that's my only complaint about the waffle weave oh, is that okay. they don't they, okay. they do shrink and they are cotton. Uh, um, so I'm not sure if I'm sticking with them. So that's why I was kind of okay. curious about your Fred Meyer robe because that sounds like the best of both worlds. If it's thinner, oh, if um, if I can find a link on it online, faster, yeah, I'll, I'll throw do. it up there. It's it's nice and I think it was relatively cheap. Who knows if they don't hold up as well? I mean, we've only been doing it for maybe a month or so with with these, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've, I've been digging them. I mean, again, nice. they're, or maybe I didn't say this, but they're they're grayish and kind of speckled. Um, mm-hmm. So it, again, it's not like the white that you generally see in a in a spa. Um, but you're so oh, right so. about uh, sizing, um, and we we had this problem with slippers too. Of, mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just thing. go big. Yeah. If somebody's flopping around in yeah. some big slippers, that's fine. Or sandals, yeah. whatever you do, um, and also a robe. You know, you can always just cinch it tighter, and yeah, uh, yeah that's way more comfortable for everybody yeah yeah because it does when you just just because uh in case you are one of the skinny peeps um yeah for you you don't maybe don't think about those things but for us i mean it's a constant worry it's you're constantly wondering Uh, is this robe going to cover everything and that's not the feeling of (laughs) being you should have 
being in a float center in a spa right, uh, or right, whatever you right. want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. We got no, that was a great. You were talking because we got off on that because we were talking about you're putting in a washer and dryer. <laughs> nice segue back. Um, well, I because I do want to hear about this. You told me a little bit about it, but I, you yeah. didn't tell me everything. No, I didn't. So, uh, well, here's something I didn't doing. tell you. So, so first of all, we have a washer dryer in our float center, and it's right underneath our Infinity float tank. I can tell if the washer and dryer goes during a float. Most people can't. I, I would say well over ninety percent of people can't tell. Um, I am OCD when it comes to the stuff. It's my own business. It, it matters, and I I can't stand it. Um, but also, laundry services are ridiculously expensive. Um, yes. It's absolutely insane. So, um, funny thing. Uh, so, our uh, new float tank, our isopod, plugs in perfectly into our dryer socket, uh, if that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. dryer dryers require extra amperage. What is it, right. 240? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, you've got those special giant sockets. And so, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're plugging our isopod into that. Which is temporary, first of all. I should, I should note that's just temporary. Um, but uh, basically this means we can't do the dryer while somebody's floating. Which makes sense anyways because we can't be doing laundry. So now instead of being underneath the float room, it's in the room right across from it. And so we can't have a, a washer-dryer going at the same time as, as somebody's floating, period. But now um, the tank is then unplugged when it's not in use and then the washer and dryer is going, which does mean temperatures slowly oh. dropping. And I will say the isopod keeps heat in really well. And I've been really happy with that. Nice. And also they're nicely soundproof. I don't generally think of float tanks as being soundproofed, but this oh. is more so than any of our other tanks. <laughs> of course we have an open tank, but anyway, um, it's, <laughs> it's better than our floatarium, which is probably our previously wow. our best soundproof. So I'm really happy with that. But anyway, I, I digress. Um, we're in a washer dryer situation where yeah. we were already at peak capacity. We knew that we were going to need a laundry service uh, or we're kind of in discussion. And then with a fourth float tank, it was just like, okay, we, we have to have a service. And then it cures this problem that's been bugging me forever, which is the vibration up into infinity, our open float tank right above um, our washer dryer. So um, that means the whole house can be completely silent you know, without any machinery going, which makes me super mm-hmm. happy. But I don't want to pay for a laundry service for huge body towels because the, the standard things they call body towels mm-hmm. are, are handkerchiefs, you know? They're yeah. these little things you're dabbing <laughs> all over. Are. And if you're going to leave your room with that wrapped around your waist, you're showing some skin <laughs> and some maybe some skin you don't want to be showing off. It, you it's, know? Yeah. It is toy. Um, so... <laughs> You want to get like the big, uh, what do they call it? Like the beach towels mm-hmm. um, are the best ones, uh, like the extra large body towels. Um, the bath then, sheets, yeah. Um, we also use towels on some of our floors um, because we have tile floors. We, we didn't think about these things as well as we should have when we first opened. And so um, some of our floors have towels that are re, um, you know, a new one is put out during every float. We also have some towels that go underneath our mats um, that absorb water all day long or or keep our mats in place that Mm -hmm. need to be washed at the end of the day. We have those aforementioned little hand towels. Uh, We've got the, I mean, we've got towels, right? And, and then the robes, I mean, just everything, the sheets. I can't pay for all of that. It just, just nickels and dimes you up up to thousands of dollars. And I just, I can't, 
it's like, oh, now we can do a laundry service and we're making the same amount of money with this new float tank. It's just like, damn, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So what yeah. we decided to do, and I know this isn't an option for most people. I, I would be surprised if 10% of float centers out there have this option. But we just so happen to have leases in two different buildings right next to each other. Um, that's... <clears throat> So we have the float shop proper or the original space. It's got the float tanks, the massage, um, and uh, the foot bath. And then next door is where we have the yoga studio, our acupuncturist, and naturopath. And so we also have downstairs, um, there are renters, people live downstairs. And then even further back um, is just an empty room. And it's a storage unit where our landlord stored crazy old milk jugs and just, just, just old stuff. Um, so we've been cleaning that out. Um, two of our employees, uh, Abe and Jackson, did an amazing job of cleaning that out today, actually. Um, and uh, that we're going to be moving our washer and dryer into that space. Our contractor is actually downstairs right now um, uh, hooking up uh, electrical or maybe it's the hot and cold, yeah. something like that, um, uh-huh. working on that. It probably won't be live for a couple days, but we're moving our washer and dryer there, not so that we can just save on the vibrations of going up to infinity, um, save us from that, but we're saving our employees time um, of just constantly doing laundry where I'd way, way rather they'd be giving better customer service or generating more revenue. You know, social media, mm-hmm. the, all sorts of cool little projects that we have them do, they could be doing those things instead of laundry. <clears throat> and it's been bugging me for years how much people, how much time people are spending on the laundry. But then, of course, frugal self, <laughs> Dylan, um, I get to save money and I get to really pick and choose Uh, my battles with costs. So I get to say to a service, uh, I want the big beach towels and I I want the um, regular towels for the under the mats and for the floors, but -hmm. I'm going to cover everything else. The hand towels, the foot towels, the robes, that all of a sudden is going to be three loads a day tops. Uh, Well, yeah, I I say that now, but... um, (laughs) Oh, Dylan. I know, right? But but even if if it's more than that, it's going right. to be way less than it used to be. And if it becomes a problem, we just add that towel to their registry or whatever you call it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just added to our invoice. Um, so I feel very empowered with this option all of a sudden of really getting to call the shots of how much money we spend on laundry, yeah. what is our employees' time worth, and all of that. So um, very exciting. Interesting. So the first thing I thought, I'll be honest, the first thing I thought you were going to say is you're, you're putting this laundry uh machine or this washer and dryer into another space. Uh-huh. Um, so my first thought is, oh, that wasn't that cool. You can actually just pay someone, um, you know, to part time, just kind of come over and uh, <laughs> switch out laundry all day long. But the rest of the time they could like, you know, do whatever they want to do, That's which funny. actually Mark and I looked at for a, for huh. a while. We were, there was um, uh, there's a woman who is a stay at home mom oh. and would offer to do laundry at home. Oh, no way. Huh. So so it wasn't a laundry service. It's just yeah. a mom that's home with her kids um, doing the laundry while she's so home with her kids. So facto laundry service. So yeah. <laughs> there might be some, uh, some in-between that might work for some float centers uh, if they have access to, uh, to a stay-at-home mom or a uh, who wants to make some extra money or a student who happens to have a washer-dryer wants to make yeah. some money. Uh, it's like Uber for some, laundry. Yeah, 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 like yeah. It. So... That was the first thing that popped in my mind. It it might not work in your case, but for someone that might be an option because we did consider that. That's really cool. Uh, I think there's a website called I want to say it's nextdoor.com. Um, 
I'll, I'll find the link for it. But basically, you get to know your neighbors, and you can post things like, uh, like Sandra found uh, a dog that was missing. Uh, she knew that it was at a particular clinic or whatever and posted it up there. The dog was found. All was awesome. But people trade things, blah, blah, blah. That sounds like a perfect place to nice. put up within your community if you're not super familiar with your community yet. I love it. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's a really good idea. And also laundromats are expensive. That's oh, the other yes. thing is we, um, because we're turning off our washer dryer for several times a day for two hours at a time for people to float, Sandra and I are running to the laundromat very frequently right now. We're, we are on call to do laundry. And boy, does that add up. Oh, my God. Oh. I, I had no idea. I guess I must You've be monumentally naive. But that is... Uh, <laughs> When, when you're a business, that adds up quick. If you're doing it, you know, once or twice a week, not so bad, but oy vey. That, uh... Yeah. Yeah. When you're doing four, four loads of towels, right? Yeah, we've been there. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. that's painful. There are, you can't, you know, it hurt my back just hauling the quarters. Yes. In. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Oh, the quarters. I, I, uh, I stick a 20 in the quarter machine and just keep it going. Oh my God. Oh my God. Get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the struggle's real. I, the struggle's real. So that's where I'm at. That's what's going on with me. And good stuff. Uh, I, I want to talk more about uh, washer dryer stuff. And I know Lance is going to want to talk about that. So He's let's. So let's, excited to talk about laundry. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> His so mom excited. must be so proud. Um, I know. I know. Let's talk about that more next week. I'd, I'd be curious yeah. to talk about it. And I also want to talk about vibrations. And mm. I, I've also noticed that conversation a lot in float facilitators recently. And whoo, do I have some strong opinions about that? And um, I, I think, yeah, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on this. So yeah. um, uh, let's talk about that next week, uh, as long as Lance is, is back with us next week, if he's feeling better. Um, I really want to get to your story, Amy, and, yeah. um, and your business. But I just mm -hmm. want to share one more thing real quick, if I may, yeah. which is that um, I, just, I don't even know if you call this an insight or not. But um, we've been uh, part of the, the reason people got a discount with the beta test uh, option was to, you know, to be the first person in. But they also fill out a form afterwards. And so uh, we brilliant, we, by the way, I, I, I didn't <laughs> realize how brilliant it was until after we we got the feedback. Everybody's filling it out. We're learning so much about our floaters. You know what? It's a really simple questionnaire. I'll, I'll also put that on our um, on the show notes page at theartoffloating.com. Um, but uh, it, it's it's real simple. Like, why do you float? How long have you been floating? They don't write their name on there. Um, and then um, after some introductory questions, then we ask them questions about their float. Things like, how is the flow of the room? Uh, how is the soundproofing? Things like that. And we're just getting amazing insight to our floaters and like who these people are. We, we didn't, I didn't even realize how many people are floating for spiritual reasons. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking, well, is that just our hardcore floaters or is this our regular people coming in? So I want to actually expand this, um, to, I don't, I don't know if we need to offer a hey, $5 credit if you feel this out after your float or not, but, um, like I'm, I'm laughing at people's responses. I'm, I'm warmed by like how sweet these people are, what they're writing and, and writing about us and how they feel about the, the shop. And, um, I want to get more information about our clientele. I mean, I guess it's kind of segues to last week's episode about knowing yeah. your demographic and psychographic. Um, <laughs> and, uh, 
yeah, it's just really good stuff. Have you ever done that before? You know, we just started actually on our intake form. We do have an area where we ask them to tell us why they're floating that day. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, this only happens the first time they come sure. in, which I think that changes as people float. The yeah. reasons change. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, that's all we do. And, and I find it really fascinating. I might have mentioned this last week, but the reasons that we thought people were floating, mm -hmm. um, we knew there was about top, we knew we had like top three reasons why people float, why people were floating. Um, interestingly enough, what I sw could have sworn was the first reason, the number one reason is actually the third reason. Uh, I, you so did you think talk, you know your floaters, but you did talk about this last week. But what was it? I, yeah. I forget. Yeah, it was uh, pain management. So I got into floating for pain management. That was my whole reason for doing this. I wanted people who, to know about this to get relief because it changed my life so much. Uh, but the reality of it is, the highest reason was um, uh, meditation. Oh no, I'm sorry, stress relief, ah. stress relief, meditation, and then pain management. Cool. Yeah. By I, and by, like far behind. You know, I've been surprised how few are pain management uh, mm -hmm. in our in our. Uh, beta testers forms yeah pretty fun pretty cool oh, to learn about our clients I mean you think you know these that? people you know and yeah. then and then they open up and share on this piece of paper and you learn so much they, more about them yeah and they get you, they get into your heart even a little bit a little <laughs> bit more they burrow a little bit deeper <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing a little sweet worm yeah <laughs> yeah sweet uh, sweet worm <laughs> love it so uh, yeah. um, we have some I want to hear your story. We have some uh -huh. questions that I want to get to later in the show from the community. Yeah. But uh, please, let's uh, let's hear your story. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to give y'all a little background uh, because I have this is something I have not shared. Uh, in fact, some of the people listening to this tonight, who even uh, closer friends, don't even know this is going on. Um, but I did get permission to share this. Um, my father, who I am very close to. And who has always been a very strong supporter of uh, this business um, is actually very ill, uh, and the people who are closest to me uh, are aware of this. Um, and it has been very—it's been a very sad time, but uh, it's also been an opportunity for me to to reprioritize things. So. Over the Easter weekend, I wanted to, we've been doing everything we can to leave Float Nashville and, and spend time with my family. So we, we decided to meet down in Florida. And we got into Florida on uh, Friday, and met my parents here, and we spent a lovely day together um, thinking this might be our, our last, um, last holiday together, our last wow. Easter together. And at nine o'clock at night, uh, let me tell you this, uh, my father needs a liver transplant, um, but uh, the chances of him getting one are not, not good. So at nine o'clock at night, we got a call, um, extremely unexpected, from the transplant center saying that they had a liver from my father. And because we weren't expecting it and this was not meant to happen, um, and because it was a Easter weekend, uh, we were unprepared. This was not supposed to happen. In fact, the words of my father were, well, this wasn't supposed to happen. Um, we scrambled. What happens if you're not familiar with the transplant? What happens is you're on a list and my father's extremely low on the list. As you move higher, your chances of getting liver or an organ are, are a little um, better. 
when they call you, you have 10 minutes to call them back with uh, the confirmation that you have transportation. And you have a four-hour window to get to the transplant center. So when we got the call, we are about an hour away from Tampa, Florida. And my father's transplant center is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So there's a big, big, big difference between Tampa, Florida and and Pittsburgh. And it was Easter weekend. It's Good Friday. Uh, So the moment we hung up on the phone, um, basically my entire family went into panic mode. Uh, it's an opportunity to save my father's life and we weren't going to lose it. So we all got on the phone calling every airport around, um, every air service we could trying to find a flight, um, because a commercial flight wouldn't get us there fast enough. So we had to find a private jet. Wow. Um, and we were turned down time after time after time. Uh, no one had flights available because the Easter weekend, everything was booked up. They couldn't get a flight here fast enough, but we... We're just very hopeful. So I said to mom, get your stuff packed. We're going to start driving towards Tampa Airport. And we're going to try on the way to get a flight. And at least we're on the way to the airport in this case. Mm-hmm. So she packs things, throws things into a suitcase. We throw them into the car. And during the drive, um, we found someone. We found a, an organization that had a jet that was in Miami. They could get it to Tampa, um, and they could get us to Pittsburgh in six and a half hours. So we're like, that's not fast enough. We called our, we called our, um, our uh, liaison with the hospital, and we said we can get there in six and a half. Can you please, please give us some more time? And they said we can give you six. Um, we said, well, we're going to try it, because at this point, we're not giving up. We're not going to, we're not going to take that chance we're gonna try mm-hmm. so we called uh we, we finally got a hold of this, uh, the airline we said okay we're gonna take it we need to be there in six can you do it and they said you know what you have to pay before we call the uh the crew oh wow so we can't wow jeez so we said okay how much and it was about twenty three thousand dollars that's not twenty three hundred that's no twenty three thousand five figures damn <laughs> um, Damn. So we're like, sure. And we're all scrambling for it. We're pulling out credit cards. We're pulling out cards. Uh, Mark, who was who is basically part of my family, is with us. He's pulling out his card. We're trying everything. And because it's such a large amount, all of our cards are bouncing. Because you, you yep. can't just go and say, hey, put 23000 I <laughs> right. Whether you not, you have it in your account. They won't let you do it. So we're all on the phone to banks. We're desperately, we're like cobbling together everything we can to pay this, this fee. Um, we finally did that. We got to the airport. The pilot said, yes, I can get you there in six hours. Let's go. Um, and we did it. We got my father there in time. So in the middle of this, you're not thinking, where am I pulling this 23,000 from? Right. You're just like, we've got to find this money. We're going to yeah. go. We've got only a few minutes. Um, didn't think twice about it. We we pulled the money out, and um, he got there in time, which was amazing. Um, and for the first time, we all had hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to stay here behind in Florida. I was going to drive their car up to them. Unfortunately, the next morning, we woke up and got the call that, um, that the liver is not viable. So when you get called for a transplant, there's no guarantee that you will get it the the organ 
um, they need to do some tests. And in this case, uh, the liver was just too big. So um, I, I say all this because um, as I was sort of talking about the update on my next location, I realized this played into that much more than uh, much more than uh, we I really want to talk about it first. But um, basically what it comes down to is we took that money from the down payment of the next location. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, um, I mean, it, mm-hmm. which isn't something you regret. No, no, um, no. I would do it in a heartbeat. Right. Even if, even if it was, they said there's only a 10% chance this liver is going to be viable. I don't care. Yeah. Um, we're <laughs> in a desperate situation. It's, it's life or death. There's no regret at all. I would not do anything different. And, and so um, going forward with the story, I just, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love no, that there's no, no questions over Nothing. that part, that no, decision no, no, no. making. Not yeah. at Sorry, all. Please. It was worth every single penny. Mm-hmm. It was worth every single penny. Mm-hmm. Um, so that said, we're in a situation right now where we are supposed to close in about two weeks and we no wow. longer have enough money to do so. Yeah. So, um, You know, normally, uh, we are still working. We are still trying to make something work. Uh, We never give up. (laughs) We're going to keep going um, because that's what we do. But, but, you know, I think at this point, uh, normally, had it been any other reason, it would have been devastating. Um, Mm. Now, it's just, it's disappointing, but but it's okay. Uh, And the reason I bring all of this up is because when you're in this situation and you're and all of us do. I, I read through float tank facilitators and I see so many people. It's like one thing after another, after another, <laughs> after another. I'm thinking, yeah. who am I thinking of? Um, Greg Griffin. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> poor sweet man. Um, and yes. Greg, we are thinking about you all the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. There's true. so many things. There's just so many things. It's one thing after uh, another. Um, this happens to every single one of us. And every time it happens, you have to... You know, the, the thing about being an entrepreneur, I think one of the most important things is you have to be extremely flexible and you have to be able mm-hmm. to think quickly. So some of the things that are going through our head is, okay, if we don't have that money. Uh, how does that affect build out? Can we do enough build out mm-hmm. to provide enough services to cover overhead? And all this stuff is going on and on and on in our heads. Um, so this is... Um, this is not in my case. Obviously, this is a, a pretty uh, emotional thing for my family and, and for us. But the reality of it is, all of us go through some form of this. I think in our businesses. Mm. And um, first of all, I want you to know you're not alone. <laughs> we all go through this. Nothing ever goes smoothly. Uh, and um, that's why I feel for every single one of you more deeper than you will ever know when you post on float facilitators, <laughs> everything that goes wrong. I'm like, Oh, right. I just know this. I know oh, this. It's so true. Um, <laughs> number two, uh, I want to remind you all that there's always hope. Don't give up until the very last minute. I do plan to fight this thing. Hmm. Um, and I've got, fortunately I've got great support. My father, because he did not get a liver transplant at this time, um, he is, um, he's still working with me. I've got his support. I've got my, I've got Mark's support. Who's, uh, who's my, uh, cohort in crime there at float Nashville. Uh, and we just keep making phone calls. We keep, mm. we keep chipping away, keep changing our, if we have to, we've been looking at changing business plans, business mm-hmm. method, you know, the way that we go through this, 
always, always, always keep going no matter what. <laughs> don't let it get you down. Don't don't let the man beat you down. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and and, um, and hang in there. And if things don't work out, it's okay because something else always comes along. Right. And you and we do have the option to make things happen. I think we right. we don't give ourselves enough credit for for being for for having um, the ability to to make to make things happen to keep moving forward. Right. I um, so this is the second time I've 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 heard your story and man my heart goes out to you and your family. Um, and uh, we love you so much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I feel it. I feel it. Um, I, I guess when I say we, I mean Sandra and I, but I, I, we, um, but, um, but, uh, so thank you, thank you so much for sharing yeah. your story. I know it's difficult. And I also know, I think, um, a lot of people are going to resonate with what you're sharing. You know, they're going to, they're going to feel it. They're going to feel it. And, um, yeah, just thank you for putting oh, it out yeah. there. And I, the, the thing that kept coming to mind of just knowing you, and it's just exactly what you, the note you ended on was that, yeah, we're not powerless here. It, it might be a different future than you're looking for mm-hmm. with your business, but you have the ability to manifest. And that's that's the thing about an entrepreneur is, yeah, yeah these things happen, whether it's construction in front of your, your business, a pipe bursting, <laughs> um, or something yeah. much bigger, um, or you know, $23,000 short in your bank account. Um, you're able to keep navigating and manifesting. That's... And, and no, too, you know, it is hard from an ego standpoint to sit here and say this. It feels like failure. Oh. It's like, here I am. I'm putting myself out there. Totally. And I knew it's so funny when we started talking about this. I'm like, Mark, I don't know if I fail getting this new place started. Huh. Here I am telling people what I'm doing. And then you just, yeah. you just fail. It's like, that is tough from an ego standpoint. Totally. But the reality of it is that is, that is not the way I want to live. And, I, and it's, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to fail. Just it, like we, you know. So another thing we're talking about, Dylan, we tell how we train our employees. It's okay to fail. We want you to, we would rather you do things and fail than do nothing. Just to give up and and hands off and walk away. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Get in there and fail and fail, fail big. Yeah. If you were ever going (laughs) to quote unquote fail with the choice that you made, what better note could you yeah. fail from, you know, like totally completely cool a decision it. from the heart with your family. Like totally that's the right cool. note to go out on, of course. Um, except that, um, again, I just don't believe that it's the end of the, the future of your business. It's just right. potential to change it. And it also yeah. just might mean a scramble for investors or a scramble for, like you said, modifying uh, the build out uh, that there's yeah. all sorts of options where it could still potentially happen too. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> More than ever interested <laughs> to find out what's going to happen. And See what well, I, I mean, can pull out of my butt for next week. Right? Um, <laughs> hey, every every week it's something new. And something you new. You pull That's something right. out every every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be interested to, to hear what, what happens. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm sure I don't know the statistic or if there even really is one, but successful entrepreneurs fail more than they succeed, you know? Um, yeah. so we're, we're supposed to have failures and that's how we learn. And, and it's our ease, ease with that and ability to adapt to the next thing and, and learn from it. Uh, that's so right. it, it's okay. Tough, tough lesson to learn in the, in the uh, of moment. Course, right? Right? <laughs> of course. Of course. 
but also oh, who yeah, knows okay. what successes we're having that are holding us back from having bigger successes in our future. Oh, you know, now uh, that that is a seriously good spin right there. That is some good stuff, and that's so true. It's so true. Um, I mean, like literally being locked into our location could be hurting us right now. We could be in a better location potentially, or uh, more space, something like that. But holding on to this space could be potentially holding us back, or you know, maybe a landlord kicking us out could be a blessing. You know, even though it's difficult in the moment. And you know, I I've been talking to several people who are starting float centers, and they too have had the issue where they've been turned down for space because mm. the landlord isn't sure exactly what they're doing or <laughs> yeah. doesn't want that sort of build out. And as I look back over, even when we were looking for Float Nashville, we were turned down mm-hmm. so, so many times. And we were driving around Nashville, uh, running some errands the other week, and we were running past some of the places that we really wanted to get in. And we look at them now, it's like, oh, thank God that didn't work out. Right, yes, <laughs> So <laughs> true. And where we're at oh, is more so perfect true. than we could have ever imagined. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> wow, yeah. Future Amy, yeah. looking back. Uh, yeah. Present day Dylan looks at past locations and just goes, oh, I'm... my God, we would have been boxed in <laughs> and done. Like, no way would we have had the abilities yeah. to be what we are today. Oh, ah, yeah. good point. I would love, by the way, just to kind of help me out, <laughs> help a sister out. Maybe if some of y'all have some of those stories that uh, things didn't work out and you look back now and you're like, oh, thank God that didn't work out. If you have huh. any of those stories, I would love to hear them on SpeakPipe. Nice. Please. I'm, I'm really <laughs> sincerely putting that out there um, because I think all of us, all of us could use a few good stories like that. A good, some good reminders. Nice. Oh well, Greg Griffin, that's a call out to you, obviously. <laughs> there we go, Greg. That's right. <laughs> I think there's a time limit on it, though, so you're gonna have to choose your ten best setbacks. That oh man, uh, oh, man, there's something I I forget. I came up with the head. I was making breakfast the other day, and it was like, you, you have to pay your dues. Basically, everybody who starts a float center. Mm-hmm has to pay their dues when they open things go wrong just by definition you're gonna have well this is an explicit episode you're gonna have a shit show moment where just everything falls apart and um with what greg's been facing invest in greg amazing things are going to be happening for him in his future with everything he's facing right now he, he is paying the gods and then some, mm-hmm. so he, he's only got big things coming. And he's maintaining a ridiculously good <laughs> attitude. I spoke to him on the phone not too long ago after, um, you know, I, I know he faced some really tough challenges mm-hmm. at, at his business. And he was like, yeah, you know, I, I had, I, I think he might have even said I had a cry. You know, I had some, some, emo- <laughs> some emotions. <laughs> And, uh, but I'm feeling good now. I like, I just, I've got this. And as I've continued to see things, um, happen to his business, I, it seems like he's just maintaining a great attitude about the whole thing, which is amazing. Yeah. He's getting it all out of the way in the beginning. So yeah, right. <laughs> you're, you're good Easy to go, street. man. You're so good to go at this point. Love it. Um, <laughs> Greg, actually anybody, but yeah, Greg, I want to speak <laughs> Um, oh, that's funny. Oh, oh, hey. Yeah. Speaking of this, okay. You were talking about you talked to Greg this week. We also have been talking uh, to a few people starting a float center. Uh-huh. A few and weeks ago. Yeah. Go ahead. A few weeks ago. Yeah. 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 Um, I told her she does listen to this podcast. Uh-huh. 
Um, she wanted me to put a question out. Um, I gave my opinion about it, but she wanted me to put this question out. And Dylan, I would love your input and anybody else who wants to put this input in. Sure. Um, do you mind if we take a moment to do that? Um, I would absolutely love to right after I introduce our new sponsor. Um, we have a new sponsor, uh, the Float Conference, and which is the best sponsor to ever have on our show because That's we so love cute. the Float Conference and talk about them practically every episode anyway. So it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, would, we would love to have you on as a sponsor. <laughs> uh, but uh, basically, the Float Conference is the chance for the entire industry to get together. It does happen to be in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hosted by the Float On Boys and... Um, I happen to be here in Portland as well with the float shop, so it's it's always fun for the whole country and, and some of the world to, to come into Portland and uh, check out all of our float centers and show up at the float conference, um, which, I mean, they'll be they'll be a sponsor for a while, I'm I'm assuming, and I mean, there's a lot to talk yeah. about with the conference, obviously with so speakers, much. with the vendors, everything, but. The number one thing that I get so excited about is the camaraderie that we get from the Flow mm-hmm. Conference is that you make these connections that last a lifetime. And that's how the show exists. That's how I know Amy and, and her business <laughs> yeah. partner, Mark. And that's how I know Lance. And um, we, we met at the conference and mm-hmm. you vibe with people. It's it's so cool. And you, you bond and then you start sharing after the conference your facebook friends you're calling each other up mm-hmm. on skype on the phone you're troubleshooting and um just sharing your hearts with each other and and there's nothing like sharing the float <laughs> so business true. with other people because it's a it's uh huh, part of the pun but it's very isolating because uh nobody <laughs> nobody else is doing it you know it, it's such a new sure. it's still even as they're popping up everywhere it's just such a new thing and so to, to be able to have this community and oh my god not only yeah. are, is your brain going to be filled to the brim by all the speakers, but you're going to be exhausted from the breaks in between with all the connections, <laughs> of talking to people, yeah. all sorts of ideas, topics coming up that you never expected to come up that are, are so germane. They're so valuable. So, And I, I'm going to tell you my best, my most favorite float conference story. Sure. So after first of all we got approved so the first float conference we went to we were asking how the heck do we get approved in tennessee the second float conference we literally got our approval the day before we left for the conference um got to meet a lot of people went home opened our float center and our tanks we started having problems with our tanks the the night we filled them and i'm like oh my gosh what are we gonna do i don't know who to talk to we were up like all night long trying to figure out how to fix the tank I put it out on Facebook. I had three people that I had met at the float conference nice. call me at like 9 and 11 p.m. at night and <laughs> helped us get our water and our, our tank fixed, our water proper, and we were able to open on time. We were exhausted. We were able to open on time because of the connections we made at the float conference, Damn. because of the people we met. Damn. Well, Best that's what they call ever. priceless. That's <laughs> nice. right. Best money you'll ever spend. And, uh, for anybody who isn't already aware, it's August 20th and 21st. And again, it's mm. in Portland, Oregon, uh, August 20th and 21st. And you can get tickets at floatconference.com. There's also a lot of other things on floatconference.com. Um, previous speakers, uh, they, they videotape. And um, so you can watch those on their YouTube links as well. So definitely check it out. Check out the awesome speakers, speakers they've had in the past. And, um, and of course, uh, be excited for the ones that we'll see this year. Yeah. So, again, that's a, that's a new sponsor. And, boy, does that work out well. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, let's see here. So 
your your question. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, let me throw this out. So she is building a float center, and it's similar to ours. It's eleven hundred square feet, and she's very concerned because she didn't have an office, which we don't either. Um, <laughs> so she she thought um, that perhaps what she would do is uh, because there are twenty foot ceilings uh, that she would build her office on top of mm-hmm. the float tank rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, my well. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I said later, Dylan. How do oh, okay. you? What do you think about that idea? Uh oh, you're. At, oh shoot! I was hoping I'd get to hear your opinion <laughs> oh, first. Well, I, I'm happy to go first. Uh, if you really want to hear. It's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get this out of the way quickly because I, I think you're going to have differing and stronger opinions than uh, me. Okay. So uh, basically, I think. Uh, so I, I didn't know exactly what this question was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's a single, like her own office on top of her right. space. Her office on, well, right. I guess the first thing that comes up is good luck using your office. Like when are you not going to be <laughs> at a certain point? Yeah. It's, it's nice to have an office. Yeah. Absolutely. I love having a space to do my own work. Absolutely. But yeah. um, in, in the first year or so I, I, I would challenge somebody to actually be spending time in their office away from the front desk. But uh, for the practical reasons, I think the question really is about soundproofing. Yes. Um, And I think that's absolutely possible. Um, If it was a storefront, if it was a dance studio, something like that, you're going to, I think that's going to be a battle you're not going to be able to compete with. But if Uh if it's your own self um, who's coming up there or maybe, you know, one other person at a time, I say, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, right. I'm, what's your opinion? So, okay, so we're in an office building, so we do have people above us. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes it, we do have triple ceilings in the float rooms. So in our float nice. rooms, um, it's still an issue, but with the closed tanks, uh, that helps to, and with their ears underwater, that sure, helps sure. to not make it an issue. But you can still hear it in the float rooms. You can uh-huh. hear them walking around. We, we joke mm-hmm. around because we don't have triple ceilings in the lobby area. And, um, we'll, you know, clients will be like, oh, my God, what's going on up there? <laughs> we know they're just walking around, but I, we make up things all the time. Like, oh, there's a bunch of elephants. They're dancing yeah. dancing elephants up there. Oh, they're herding camels. <laughs> we, make, we make up crap nice. all the time. Um, <laughs> because it's super loud. And there's just three guys, three IT guys, by the way. So it's not like they're having dance classes or anything. Right. It's not a CrossFit um, class. Okay. One, one day they were moving furniture and it sounded like the building was going to fall in. Um, sure. So, so my yeah. thought in, yes. in my situation is there is not enough soundproofing on the face of the earth. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, so my, my concern is codes won't allow it. And the other issue I had was if you have 1,100 square feet, steps take up. Oh, I learned right. this yeah. firsthand. Yeah. Steps take up a crap load of room. In fact, in our new location, we were going to use the upstairs for just storage space. And when they put in the stairs, the stairs took up, because remember, we have to follow codes, mm. stairs took up so much room that we said, get rid of the stairs. And when we did that, we got a massage room. Oh, funny. I, yeah. It actually yeah. was the, the stairs took yeah. up a whole room that we could make money on. You know, I wasn't even um, thinking about the, the practical, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ideas of that or, or the yeah, fact yeah. of legality of what you can do. Yeah, and, and that's true. And, and and I told her, I, you know, I'm not an architect, so I told her that's something she had to find sure, out. So. Sure. That, that's definitely not my not my scope, and I, I certainly can't speak to that really. That was just a thought. But yeah, the soundproofing thing really concerned me. But 
Um, but it looks like it looks like Diane, you've got two different uh, differing opinions. So uh, definitely <laughs> check that out with an architect. See what you can do. And if you make it happen, I am totally visiting you because I'm gonna. <laughs> I might just be building myself an office. Well, I think a few <laughs> things come to mind for me. Well, actually, no. Before I get into the things that come to mind, you said triple roof, triple ceiling. Yeah, we have triple Talk ceilings. Talk to me about yeah. what that means. Uh, so we basically have three different layers. So we have the cement. Um, we have a, an, I, this is not my strong point. Mark is the one who dealt with this. So, so, so I'm, you, I'm sorry. I'd have to Just, defer to him. But this... we have basically the, the floor from the upstairs, okay. which is the original ceiling. We put, and then we have space. We have a second ceiling. We have a space. And all this is filled with um, insulation. Sure. And then we have another ceiling. Okay. So we have ceiling, t- crap ton of insulation. That's uh-huh. a measurement. It's a technical term, yes, I know. Yes, um, yeah. Your architect <laughs> will understand. Ceiling and, yeah, good to go. And in the airspace between the second and the, uh, between the, the second and the third ceiling. Okay, so um, the things that come to mind for me for that, uh, Mm -hmm. the the first thing that comes to mind is that when you have two air pockets, there's a term, it's like a resonance uh, something, and unfortunately... We we only have one. Okay, but there's the floor, and then like a ceiling... The floor space, Floor and then a ceiling, ceiling. and then insulation is packed in, and then a ceiling. So that sounds like three layers. Does that... Yeah. Three solid layers. Three solid layers, yeah. Yeah, so I, I in working with uh, soundproofers or sound technicians, mm-hmm. sound experts, I don't know what you would call it, um, having something in between. Actually, this was actually this is perfect. In the wall that I'm building uh-huh. right now, um, uh-huh. I actually called up my sound guy, and and I knew the answer, but I needed to know because I like literally this was one of those three thirty in the morning wake up things that I kept having um, where I couldn't sleep. Of should I order vinyl? Should I get vinyl and put this in between? Um, you know, I have, I have my, um, uh, uh, sheetrock, my whisper clip or not whisper clips, isomax clips, then my, right. my studs, then I have the air pocket and then I, the exact same thing on the other side. Now, should I drop vinyl in between and create, uh, even more sound blocking? And he said, absolutely not. You can spend a ton of money cause it is expensive and do mm-hmm. that. Um, but you're not, you will not be improving your soundproofing. And if anything, you could be diminishing it because it creates this resonance. Maybe I've watched too much Star Trek. I want to say resonance field, but it's a resonance something. And, um, basically it, it kind of creates a, a drum effect and, and well, I, I shouldn't try explaining it because I don't understand it well enough at the, at the, at the point of this recording. Um, but, uh, having just an air pocket there and things like the insulation is, is better for the soundproofing. So, um, that's the first or the, really the biggest red flag that comes up for me of having the triple ceiling for, mm-hmm. for you guys. Um, so that's interesting to me. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah. <laughs> now you're talking I, out of my out of my yeah, scope. You and Lance yeah. are my are my sound guys, mm, and uh, okay. my other sound guy is is not not on here tonight. But yeah. I will. It'd be interesting if you could put that up in the show notes, and maybe Mark would be kind enough to uh, to make a reply yeah. on there and get a conversation going. Okay, cool. Uh, because yeah, it Mark. might be uh, beneficial for several for lots of people. Yes, it would be and, beneficial um, for a ton of people. Yeah, and also for for our. I shouldn't say client. She's uh, a lovely lady who's uh, hopefully hopefully going to start foot centers here yeah. south of us. Cool. 
cool. uh, in a different event, different state. So she, it would be very beneficial for her as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, I, I have tried to look up this phenomena before, and I've had difficulty with that. So um, I might not be able to get it up for the show notes on this episode, but I will do yeah. my best to get that up soon um, to find resources for that effect um, because it it seems to be extremely well known in the sound community uh, or sound dampening, sound expert community, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I haven't found anything online. Uh, and maybe it's just my own search terms. Maybe I'm, and <laughs> maybe that's why Star Trek information <laughs> keeps coming <laughs> out because I'm, I'm remembering it wrong. Field. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, that would be great. I, I find it very interesting because mm-hmm. it, it makes sense to me. Like, just add more things in there, but you're not improving it, which is just crazy to me. Apparently, the best thing you can have is sound gap, is air gaps, and the larger the better. Um, anything is great, but you do get more bang for your buck per inch. So very interesting <clears throat> to me. Um, and so the, another thing is um, there's lots of soundproofing that I didn't realize existed of the, um, you know, space between your ceiling and, and mm-hmm. or your second ceiling, if, if you want to call it that, or, or the floor up above and the ceiling. Um, we have springs in our new ceiling. So the biggest thing I wanted was base to be dampened. And so if I used um, Isomax clips, that's going to mm-hmm. dampen a certain amount of sound. But also that's when it, it's really important to look at the frequencies that are being blocked because it's not great for low frequencies. And so mm-hmm. if somebody drops a shampoo bottle, footsteps, that kind of thing, that's what the springs are going to be better at absorbing. So um, okay. uh, that's just uh, st- stuff that I've been learning about. And we didn't even have the best soundproofing. There's even better stuff out there. But another thing um, is like another uh, I've mentioned at the top of the show, like isolating sound at the beginning is the best way to do it. Like the point of mm-hmm. point of contact, like if it's a footstep, um, we um, if she just had nice carpet padding and plush carpet, that's going to make a huge difference in itself. That's going to dampen a lot of that as well. And the final thing I want to say is that if she is the only person using it um, or mm-hmm. just invites one person in at a time, it can be a no shoes rule. It can be she knows not to wear high heels or clogs. You know, she can know that um, upstairs it's barefoot or slippers and to walk gently. If it's her mm-hmm. space, she's going to have a crazy sense of ownership and wanting to deliver the perfect float to the person down below. So she's mm-hmm. going to be super conscious of that and not move furniture while somebody's floating. Yeah, and we and we did talk about those those things that she could do to minimize it. Um, because ultimately, you know, she needs to do what's best for her space. Um, oh. And that's why she wanted yeah. more input. And I think you cool. just gave her some really great things to think about. Sorry if I talk too much. <laughs> I love it. All right, great. Uh, there was, there was. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to share about that? No, no. Yeah. I think you, you covered it beautifully. All right. Um, there's another question, and this one is taken right off Float Facilitators. Um, <laughs> I just saw this right before we started recording, and nobody had posted anything yet. So I figured we'd just tackle it here, um, which is uh, this person noticed um, uh, most people are using wood framing. Uh, for their float rooms and and some people are using metal and was just curious if there really is a difference in soundproofing between using metal or wood framing. Um, uh, Do you, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah. So in the state of Tennessee, (laughs) uh, we are required, actually it's a code in Davidson County. We were required uh, to use metal. Uh, I would not do it that way if I didn't have to, it has caused problems for us. Uh Well, I hope that answers but, your question, yeah. and that's a wrap on the show. <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. 
Um, there may be other ways to go about it, but um, I know that we, we regret it and we're hoping to get a variance on that at the next location, if, if wherever, whenever that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, so John, that's, that's the gentleman who's asking this question and uh, from Pennsylvania. So um, I don't know your jur- jurisdiction and I, I don't know. Oh, your I do are. know Pennsylvania. I'm from oh. Pennsylvania oh. and they are not, there are no, um, they're not wow. regulated. Now, wow, you may have codes issues, but in Pennsylvania, I would not think so. So I, I do know actually quite a bit about Pennsylvania. Uh, I do know um, some people up there who are looking to start a float center. So oh, cool. we've looked into some stuff. Oh, <laughs> so, awesome. So you, you, you probably have it. He will probably have a choice. Awesome. That's great. Well, in my opinion, actually, I, I don't yeah. know if it's opinion based on my research. Um, mm-hmm. Wood is going to be a better sound dampener than metal. Metal is going to be more of a conduit for sound. It's more rigid. And um, wood is going to be better absorbing. And just like, uh, you know, everybody wants to either create or buy the perfect um, soundproofing mat or pads, uh, whether it's for under the float tanks or washer and dryer, that sort of thing. Um, you know, the most basic uh, thing to know is that if you can break up the pattern um, of, of uh, like, cork and then rubber and even the directions of the grain, um, mm-hmm. it's great at absorbing sound. And so um, if you're using wood, that's just naturally in there. Um, and it's also just of a density that's going to absorb more than it um, is going to vibrate, uh, such as metal. Um, and um, I'm not sure because i don't work with a lot of metal but i don't know if you can add whisper clips and isomax clips to the metal frames i i I don't know about that but um i certainly know that you can on the wood frames so um that that's a good one yeah yeah we did we actually used a clip system on the the metal and on the metal okay sweet okay Mm -hmm. then that's that's a non that that doesn't add into it um but but yeah wood is going to be better at the absorbing vibrations absolutely cool um yeah, with that being said, if you, if you are building a room within a room system, whether it's metal or wood, um, there are other things that you can put underneath uh, your wood or metal. So uh, if there's a vibration on the floor, it doesn't affect the wall. If it's on the wall, it doesn't affect the floor. Um, and so that'll isolate that. Um, I think that's about it for the show. I thought we were going to have a real, a real short one, but <laughs> as it turns out, we've got a lot to say. Um, we talked a lot tonight. That's sure right. Did. Um, we don't need you, Lance. I'm just kidding. Oh, Lance, come back, please. Kidding, we kidding. can't live off of we your you. sweaters forever. We gotta, we gotta have fresh ones coming in. That's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, Lance, hope you feel better. I know you listen to every episode. So, uh, all of our love, Amy. All of our yes. love to you too, from Thank from the you. folk community to you. And and uh, please, everybody, if, if you can, and like Amy said, it's on a personal note. If you would. Leave a speak pipe for her. Um, if you want it to be private and just her to hear it, you can certainly mention that. We won't play it, play it on the air. Um, and if you do want to share something for the rest of the community to hear, um, I think that'd be great for her. And and personally, I think it'd be great for everybody uh, for in the community yeah. to hear these yeah. things. And Greg, Greg Griffin is required to. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth, Greg. We're going to find you. Uh, right, exactly. We know where Madison, Wisconsin is. <laughs> that is right. right. Um, so let's see here. Uh, again, you can find us uh, on Facebook at The Art of Floating, Twitter at Artful Floating. And if you do want to leave a voicemail or what we call a speak pipe, it's the gold bar on the left side of the screen of theartoffloating.com. Uh, show notes are on theartoffloating.com. And we look forward to seeing you next week with the whole team. And until then, we'll see you next week.
you're listening to the Art of Floating podcast.